Hello, welcome back for another episode of the Be A Lion podcast. Another solo ep today, getting into talking about one of my favorite self-help subjects, which is shadow work. And I know shadow work sounds like something that's pretty scary, and quite frankly, it was scary when I first started experimenting with it. But shadow work is one of the best ways to get to know yourself and to start growing and to work on healing and healing your relationships. There's just an endless amount of good things that can come out of diving into your shadow. So you may be wondering, what is shadow work? Shadow work is exploring your subconscious. It's exploring subconscious suppressed aspects of yourself. And did you know that most of our mind is actually subconscious? So around 88% of it, our conscious mind is only 12%. So we're mostly operating from that smaller part. And there's this huge, deep, vast ocean of subconscious things going on within us. You basically have an entire universe within you. My first introduction to shadow work was honestly as a young child because my mom has always been really into spirituality and self-help and psychology and just exploring and also my dad is a psychologist so I was getting it from both angles growing up but my mom would always use this word projecting like oh maybe you're projecting if I was angry at a friend or something like that and of course when I was younger I thought it was all bullshit and I because I was just so in my feelings and pissed and I had no self-awareness of you don't really as a child but as I got older I started to become curious about this word projection and when you've kind of had it repeated all your life and you've heard it multiple times it makes sense because it's already a familiar thing to you so mid-20s started exploring and wanting to heal myself as a lot of us end up doing it's kind of like that quarter-life crisis where you start to realize that your life maybe isn't going the way you want it to or the way you had planned when you were younger and all of your stuff starts coming to the surface and mine was really through a relationship or multiple relationships you know romantic relationships are some of the greatest mirrors all relationships but specifically just because you spend so much time with that person and you're in such close quarters and so intimate with each other a lot of self-growth comes from romantic relationships so because of some issues in relationship I started exploring myself and my own stuff because after a while you kind of have to stop blaming it on the other person and realize that there's a pattern here and if each relationship is having the same kind of issues then you should probably look at yourself (laughs) and quite frankly I'm shocked that I had that awareness but I had hit a rock bottom so when you hit a rock bottom you really have no way to go but up and you just kind of start searching for whatever it is out there so I started diving into all sorts of self-help stuff and this is really where my journey started healing and getting into self-help and I came across shadow work upon diving into it I realized my mother had been right my entire life and I should have just listened to her all along so I had to swallow my pride on that one but basically the word projection really stood out to me because it was familiar and I already kind of knew what it was and a projection is when you are calling somebody else out on something that is within you and it is suppressed so suppressed means that you are unaware of it and mostly everything with shadow work is something that you're unaware of. 
So it started just with curiosity, starting to notice myself when other people were triggering me or making me upset and just kind of diving in and wondering why. And I was journaling a lot and noticing that there was a lot of truth to what I was reading that chances are if something bothered me about somebody, then I had learned at a young age or was taught or decided somehow that it was not okay to be that way. So for example, jealousy. If I saw somebody else being really jealous of another person and I was like, oh my gosh, that person is just so jealous. I can't believe that. Chances are I learned at a young age that it is not okay to be jealous. And I had suppressed the aspects of myself that had any jealousy whatsoever and experienced any of that. But to be jealous is a totally human thing. You know, we all have feelings of jealousy but it's like why does it bother you so much if somebody's jealous you really want to start to wonder and dive in and explore the part of your psyche that is annoyed by other attributes of other people and why so in summary shadow is the quote-unquote darker part of ourselves it's all we deny within ourselves so whatever we perceive inferior evil or unacceptable and that all becomes part of our shadow our consciousness starts to split so we have all these parts within us that are denied suppressed and rejected and then because we live in a holographic universe i don't know what your beliefs are but my belief is that we live in a law of attraction based universe and that the law of attraction works just like gravity just like any other kind of energy so it pulls everything to you that you are not aware of within yourself and we could have something like 20 to 10,000 splits within us depending on how much trauma you've had in your life all of those splits are going to be mirrored through other people and situations in your life hence why i got real curious about my shadow when i started having the same shit show up in relationships over and over and over again and quite frankly i was just sick of it and the only thing i hadn't really explored at that point was myself and the reason that i knew shadow work was for me because it made me incredibly uncomfortable and it's just kind of a rule of thumb in my life so far that when something makes me incredibly uncomfortable i should probably move towards it even though i usually don't want to and i take my sweet ass time I learned about shadow work and then kind of forgot about it for a little while. Well, I'll put quotes around forgot about it because I was scared. It is hard to look at your subconscious and look at the aspects of yourself that you have denied. And it's called shadow for a reason because it's in the darkness. But the thing is, you guys, once it's in the light, it is no longer a shadow and the universe is going to stop mirroring all of that to you. So I read this book called Facing Love Addiction, and that was really the first book that kind of explained everything to me the way that I needed to hear it because I was specifically looking at myself because of issues I was having in relationship. And it shined a light on a lot of things that I experienced as a child that turned into patterns and habits as an adult so it showed the way that I was relating to others and that I was behaving in relationship was actually could be traced back to my childhood 
Now, I know you're probably thinking, shocker, we all know that our adult issues go back to childhood, but do you really? Because I had heard that, but at the same time, I, I have two amazing parents. I have an incredible older brother. I really was convinced that my childhood was magical and nothing bad happened and I had no major trauma. But this is actually called dissociation, when you don't remember certain aspects of your childhood because it was too traumatic. What happens to cope is that the brain will just file those memories away, like in a filing cabinet, and lock the key, throw it away, so that it's really difficult for you to have any conscious memory of the trauma itself. I do just have to say, I think that all parents are doing the absolute best they can with what they have and what they've learned, and I love my parents very much but we all make mistakes and truth be told a lot of the trauma that I had was with grandparents and at school with other kids so I don't want anybody to think my parents were bad people at all whatsoever but you know none of us are perfect so oftentimes aspects of our subconscious that are split are inner children that have been neglected and that is definitely the part of me that was showing up in relationship. It was this inner child that was trying to make everybody like her and wanted to just fix everybody because I felt that if I could fix people, then they would need me, right? So I would get into a relationship with these men that really kind of needed fixing. And even though they weren't asking me for it, I was just putting it on them and thinking that they'll never leave me if I can fix them. But then it's like as soon as a guy would come along that was healthy and kind and would actually meet my needs, I was super bored because I wanted to be in relationships that made me feel anxious and insecure. They, the ones that were exciting, you know? Because this inner child aspect of me was completely subconscious and in my shadow, I didn't know how to heal it. I just thought that I had terrible taste in men and I kept getting unlucky, but it was actually that this part of myself was trying to come out and the universe was trying to show it to me. So what the really interesting thing is, the shadow can operate on its own without us even knowing. So it's almost like the conscious mind goes on autopilot and then we're operating from this unconscious place, which I gotta say is really dangerous, especially in relationships because you have zero self-awareness as to why you're behaving the way you are. Let's say you get in a fight with your significant other and you're really upset that they are so angry all the time. They're acting out in anger and it makes you uncomfortable. Maybe they get mad at you. They're just mad at the world. And so you're saying, you're just so angry all the time. I hate that you're so angry. Chances are there's an angry part inside of you that has not been allowed to come out. It's been suppressed. And so it's being mirrored to you through your partner and your partner is actually carrying your anger. So think about that. It's like you're fighting with yourself. So I started getting curious about what was being mirrored to me and things that bothered me about other people and things that I was ashamed of within myself and really started journaling about this and doing meditation around this. And I discovered Teal Swan on YouTube. So she's a spiritual teacher that is actually known to be pretty controversial. But the thing I like about her is that she doesn't really spit bullshit. It's, it's stuff that you don't want to hear. 
It's stuff that is harsh realities. But she's talking about things that a lot of other spiritual teachers aren't talking about, which I can really appreciate. So, of course, take everything with a grain of salt. But her work just really resonated with me at the time, and it was something that I really needed. And I saw her performing something called the completion process on people live and people having these incredible transformative moments. And I was just like, damn, that's something I need to look into. So I bought her book and I started doing it on myself. And it's basically a hypnosis, like a self-hypnosis. And you go in and you use your emotions and your feelings in order to tap into subconscious memories. So it's a form of memory regression. So I started feeling into my feelings. So if I was having an emotion or something was triggering me, I would just sit with the feeling. And that was all I could really do for a little while because I was so disconnected from my feelings. I, oof, which looking back, I can't believe that because I'm so different now. But I was not tapped into my femininity. I was just so in my masculine and I was not willing to sit and feel and you know, physically experience my emotions. So I had to do just that for a while because I wasn't really getting anywhere in the memory regression. And it was because my conscious mind was preventing me from really diving deep because I was just so uncomfortable with the whole thing. So did that for a while. And then I started being able to actually have some memories come up. So it was like the better I got at feeling, the more my subconscious would start to show me. And I started realizing, all this stuff happened to me as a kid at school and whatever and it had really affected me and it was stuff that you would not necessarily think would affect you but then in the completion process you go in and you re-experience it from the child's perspective and when you get into your inner child and you're behind their eyes you truly realize how fucked up it feels to have certain things happen. And from an adult perspective, you're like, oh, whatever, like you got made fun of at school, big deal. But from the child's perspective, it is so freaking painful. And that shit sticks with you. You put it aside, you put it in an invisible bag, and then you drag it behind you throughout your entire life because it goes unhealed. So the completion process is really just a way to go back in and retrieve inner children within you and bring them out of those memories and give them healing so you're able to allow them to experience the opposite of whatever trauma it was that they experienced and the way that this started to shift my life just doing this kind of work every few days I was pretty into it for a while so sometimes every day was absolutely incredible I would start noticing number one, I would actually feel like really light coming out of it. And even though it was technically pretty painful because I'd be crying and feeling all the feelings, I would feel really light and rejuvenated afterwards. So I knew something was shifting within me and then it was giving me all this compassion towards myself. I actually felt connected to my inner child and I wasn't afraid to look at parts of myself that seemed scary to look at. I wasn't afraid to remember things. I wasn't afraid to confront people that maybe treated me that way because, you know, in your completion process, you'll end up defending your child and you start looking at yourself as that little child that needs defending and needs someone to stand up for it and then you start to realize when you're operating from that inner child place and not from your aware ego place you know the adult self that can actually see what's going on 
I'm going to do a more detailed episode about parts work, voice dialogue, internal family systems, whatever you want to call it. There's a bunch of different ways to go about doing the kind of shadow work where you're identifying the different personalities within you. But generally, we all have like a protector part that is kind of in charge and is the part of your personality that you present to the world and then the opposite of the protector part will be usually a vulnerable inner child aspect and so once you can start to identify the parts of you that you're trying to protect and trying to hide then you can have a lot more awareness around yourself so in conclusion let's wrap up with some tips around shadow work because I know you're all just dying to dive in now. So first and foremost, you're going to want to start watching your emotional reactions. So one of the best ways to identify your shadow is to pay attention to your emotional reactions towards other people. So of course, your colleagues or maybe even some of your friends might be aggressive, arrogant, inconsiderate, or impatient. But if you don't have those same qualities within you, you won't have a strong reaction to their behavior. And if you're paying close attention, you can train yourself to notice your shadow when you witness strong negative emotional responses to others. And this is some basic basic Carl Jung stuff. So if you want like some deep dive information, you can always Google Carl Jung. But I have a quote from him and it's everything that irritates us about others can lead us to an understanding of ourselves. But it's like we really have time to work with those emotions on the spot. So at the end of the day, it can be really helpful just to take five or 10 minutes, reflect on your interactions with others and your related reactions, maybe journal about it. And whatever bothers you in in another is likely a disowned part of yourself. My next tip is to engage in inner dialogue. So yes, talk to yourself. You're not crazy if you talk to yourself. It's actually really healthy to question yourself in this way. So have you ever had anything happen where maybe you're in a fight or maybe just a regular interaction and you say something and you're like, what the fuck did I just say? That's because a part of you took control for a moment in time. And it usually happens when you're heated and in an emotional state or in an argument, but it could technically happen whenever. And so what you're going to want to do is start questioning that. Be like, almost as if you're having a conversation going on in your head, like, hey, who said that? <laughs> or what is, what is it that you need? Do you need something? Who, who is that? And quite often, you can label these parts of yourself. So maybe like the jealous part of you, for example, you can start talking to that part of you and saying, hey, I know you're feeling really jealous. What is it that's going on? What do you need from me right now? And just imagine that you're having a conversation with the jealous aspect of yourself. A tip on that would be that you can create different colors for different parts of you. So maybe the jealous part of you is orange. So you can be like, okay, the orange part of me just is really feeling lonely and scared and just needs some love. And then you can give love to that part of yourself or, you know, ask a partner or a friend or family member if you need some outside love. And then one last tip just to wrap up would be to challenge the good part of you. So many of us identify ourselves as being quote unquote good people. We're praised for children for being the good boy, the good girl, and that identification has stuck with us. This has intensified the split between our conscious identity and our shadow. 
Make a list of all your positive qualities, then highlight the opposite. So try to identify the opposite within yourself. For example, if you define yourself as a disciplined person, you're repressing your lazy part. The lazy part is hiding in the shadow, hence why you hate lazy people. <laughs> the disowned is influencing your behavior and constantly challenging your disciplined part. So identify with this lazy part, see it, accept it, make friends with it. It's okay to be lazy too, and there's actually some benefits to being lazy. And when we think about it, being quote-unquote good is all subjective anyways, because, you know, maybe some people think that discipline is amazing, and then some people think that discipline is, you have a stick up your ass, <laughs> and, and lazy actually means easygoing and fun-loving, or seeks pleasure, you know, that it's all subjective. It's all based on what we grew up being told was good by society, by school, by our parents, whatever. So really start to challenge what you consider good and why you consider it good and how the parts of you that are good are hiding the parts of you that are trying to come out. So I think that's a good place to wrap this up today. We could talk about shadow work forever and there's so many layers. So we'll definitely keep the conversation going. I'm going to talk to my guests about it. And I want to do, like I said, a whole episode on parts work and really dive into how that's shifted and transformed my healing and the healing of my clients and how I do it with clients. But that being said, let me know your thoughts around this. Have you done any shadow work? What was it like for you? How did it help you? Let's talk on Instagram. I'm at Teresa Brenneman with two A's in the middle, like Teresa A. Brenneman, but all of that is linked below. Thank you so much for listening. Take care.